Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. everybody to episode number 21 the message board geniuses podcast this is who's we got a full house in the studio today got casey joy and our man mbg we're gonna get to the post like we always do but before we start we're gonna kick it off with a little march madness talk got the playing games of already one day of playing games in the books second set i think is going on right now casey i know you guys got hosed by the committee we're going to get into that a little more later but anything you're uh tuning in for for march madness the first week here yeah i'm a sucker so i i will i will watch every game i'll watch you know uh, i didn't have a vasectomy this weekend but i might as well have because uh i'll be watching all the games <laughs> from thursday friday on he's just excited for it I, I really i love it i love everything about it even this 30 point game that's going on right now it's I'll, I would still watch it if I wasn't talking to you guys. All right, Joy, what about you? I know your your guys are one of the – a lot of people are picking Duke to win the whole thing. Oh, I'm not going that far, but I am excited. I, from how we started the season to how we are now, I am very happy with um, how things are going. But I'm also equally as excited for the women's March Madness for probably the first time ever because LSU actually has a really good team. So I've got a lot of excitement and thrills going on in March. So I'm looking forward to it. What do you think about LSU's women's coach? I love her. Do you? I think, I think she's one of those who you, you love her if she's your coach and if she's not. Maybe you love not. her or you hate her, and I love her. But I loved her when she was at Baylor. I just think she's a good coach. Obviously, I mean, her son played baseball at LSU, and we were there at the same time, so I actually like, got to interact with her and – Oh, just, cool. a, just a down home Louisiana girl, and so I I, I love her. Yeah, they're are they a two seed? No, they're a four seed. The NCAA screwed us. Oh, I didn't know they were a four. That's yeah, crazy. it's ridiculous, but it is what it is. All right, MBG, we're in the same region, my man. Right? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna meet up in the Elite Eight. It looks like you got it. Virginia. Should be all you, if you guys can beat Alabama, we'll take a, we'll take care of our side of the bracket. So who do you guys have in the first round? So we play Missouri tomorrow. It's one of the earlier games tomorrow. Uh, we play Missouri, which it worries me because everybody is predicting us to win. I think all pretty much all the computer models predict Utah State to win. So that all adds up to a a, a big loss uh, tomorrow probably. So I'm tempering expectations. You know what you sound like right now? You sound like What's a that? UVA fan right now. <laughs> every <laughs> UVA fan I know, every tournament. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not used to being uh, favored to win games like this. So um, we'll see. I have a question though. Before we get going, what is this NCAA tournament that you guys speak of? <laughs> well, Casey, someday you'll. Someday you'll experience it. Just keep oh. plugging away. Is it better than the NIT? Because I, I don't think so, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just no. different. It's not better it's necessarily. Different. 
<laughs> it's the same but different. <laughs> I used to love when teams would say we're sixty-five. I don't know if the sixty-nine works much anymore, but that's got a nice ring to it, though. We're not sixty-nine. <laughs> I mean, it fits. It's on brand, if you will. So we've uh, we've got Furman in the first round, and according to the Athletic, um, we have the highest likelihood of getting upset. They said Furman's got a thirty nine percent chance to win tomorrow, wow. which I could see them winning, but thirty nine percent seems super high. But here's my prediction: if we get out of the first round, we're beating Bama or Maryland or whoever comes out of that bracket. But I'm assuming it's going to be Bama, so I don't feel. You know, completely confident about Furman, but if we beat them, we're we're taking down Bama. So you, you understand how funny that sounds. If we be, if we beat Furman, I, we're beating I, Alabama. I, I know it sounds ridiculous. That's my brand. So <laughs> yeah, you know it better than anybody. <laughs> Is there anybody outside of Alabama that's cheering for Alabama in this tournament? I'm outside She's Alabama. Like, no. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, I think under normal circumstances, I don't know how many people would be, but certainly not this year. I don't think anybody's going to be rooting for him. I mean, they're trying to take on this whole villain identity. And I, I mean, even that was, I don't know if y'all saw that post, but even that's like, just maybe just leave it alone. You know, <laughs> they're agitated, like they're egging it on. I'm like, yeah. you always shut up. I mean, it, none of it's okay, but if y'all would just shut your mouths for 22 seconds, people would maybe stop talking about y'all. Yeah. Let's agitate everyone even more. Yeah, I already, I hate Alabama, period, point blank, into discussion forever and ever, amen. But this has just exacerbated that to an extreme. Yeah, I don't even hate them, but just leaning into the whole thing just it seems like a bad, bad idea. But whatever, we're going to take them out. Um, all right, so... We'll see what happens this week. I'm sure we'll we'll recap again next week and probably for the next couple of weeks here. Uh, but that brings us to our next segment, the genius of the week. As always, each one of us is going to nominate the player coach team conference, somebody who did something particularly ridiculous in the last week. We'll take a vote, see who wins. Uh, going into last week, we had had four Twitter votes for genius of the week with Joy and Who's both winning twice. And now Casey has gotten off the schneid. Dabo haters took home 39.5% of the vote last week, followed by MBG's nominee, Texas Tech fan, who this is a close one, 35.8%. So, wow. Casey, you're in the win column, man. The bottom dwellers were fighting for you know, <laughs> getting our, our first victory. Sorry, MBG. Maybe this week. Hope you got. So a good we one. have not had a two-week winning streak yet. So Casey, here's your chance. Who do you have this week? This week I'm going to Indianapolis, Indiana, and the NCAA selection committee. And I know we're actually recording on a Wednesday night. I just watched my team lose in the NIT, so it's kind of may fall on deaf ears here. But it's not even necessarily Clemson. I just have a problem with. Head-to-head -head meaning nothing as far as the selection uh, goes. In this instance, Clemson beat an NC State team three different times by an average of 21 points. Two times, once on a – I said two times. Once on a neutral site, once away, and those were both 20-plus point victories. I don't know – I don't know how it makes sense that if you beat a team three times – 
that team gets in easily and you don't get in. I get the losses. There's losses involved and whatnot, but make it make sense and CAA selection committee. That's my genius of the week. You're asking the NCAA to make sense. That's your problem. <laughs> well, it's yeah, crazy, though, right? Because you guys had a couple bad losses early. We did. But the, no me- the message, though, is you can't come back from that, right? If you if you have a bad like quad four loss early, then that's going to wreck your season. That's 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 not how this whole thing should work, man. It's nuts. the only way it got justified to me that made any semblance of sense, and it was very minimal. Was Clemson needed to go sixteen and four in the ACC in order to overcome those losses at, at the beginning of the season? And then no one went sixteen and four this year, by the way. So we tied 16 for first. Four is pretty daggum good in yeah, that conference. Like we tied for first is. at fifteen and five. So it's yeah. I mean it's it's. It, it's just setting it up in a way where, I, I mean, I don't know, scheduling, I guess you have to stop. there Unless you beat a quad four team by like 15 or 20 points, you go down in the net. You know what I mean? So Yeah. I, I and guess and you, you schedule so far in advance, even yeah. if it's a year, year and a half in advance, like Richmond was in the tournament last year and the year before. Loyola Chicago was a media darling. Well, they scheduled both those teams thinking that they were going to be decent. They actually took a bad L to Loyola Chicago, a bad team, beat Richmond by about a hundred, and both those teams are bad. So, like, you just yeah. you just don't know. So, anyway, sorry, I'm rambling. So, no, I'm, no, listen, I'm with you, man. Do you want me to rub some salt in your wounds? Please do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do here. You, Utah State actually had two bad. Q4 losses early in the season themselves and appear to have easily made it into the tournament as but a they made a run in the tour in their conference and, tournament. and Clemson you know Clemson doesn't make it in so uh, I'm agreeing with you in, in the long run um, one of the other thing to... that weighs you down we had two terrible teams in the ACC this year we had Louisville and Florida State well and Notre Dame was bad I mean Notre Dame was bad too and Georgia Tech was bad BC so was pretty mm-hmm. bad too well, they they boat raced us, so I can't really I can't really talk about BC, but Louisville boat raced Clemson, so I get it. So that's one. Of, yeah, I mean, so that kind of loss that killed. We beat we beat Louisville twice. Our net went down both times. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> four losses Louisville team. You lose a game like that, and it's going to kill you. So anyway, I hear you, man. All right, Joy, who do you have this week? Um, my genius of the week is Ole Miss fans. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> They were some of the loudest, most angry fans when Auburn went and hired Hugh Freeze. And they just couldn't wait to tell us how horrible of a human he is. And now they are championing the hiring of Chris Beard as their new men's basketball coach. And not just championing the hire, they're now start trying to compare Chris Beard and Hugh Freeze and thinking that they're one and the same. Um, and if that doesn't sum up the Ole Miss acceptance rate of like 84%, then I don't know what does. Um, but they are the <laughs> most ignorant fans I've ever seen in my entire life. So they are my genius of the week. I'll say this. when After Auburn hired you freeze, there was at least on the message boards. I'm talking about just the message boards. There were several Auburn fans who really weren't necessarily on board with you freeze. I haven't seen anybody on the Ole Miss boards who have opposed – uh, the the Chris Beard hiring. Everybody seems to be one hundred percent on board and excited about it. They're thrilled. The but didn't they have a, a player transfer after the hire? Did you guys see this? No. Probably no. any mother whose son is on that team that has like morals is probably like, hey, you're not playing for this guy. But 
That's just it's just it's that is Ole Miss. Like that is just their fan base to a complete T. I have never seen anything like it in my entire life. But they're my genius of the week. All right, MBG. Gotta get off the get off the zero here, man. Who you got? Well, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it. I've been holding on to, I've been holding on to it for a while. This my genius of the week is the Utah Valley University. I'm not sure who to pin it on. I'll just pin it on the whole team. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Friday they were playing in the semifinals in the WAC tournament. Uh, UVU was the first place team. Um, for some reason they got a two seed because they do some crazy um, seeding scenario there. But they were up 88-85 with about 10 seconds left. So when you're up three, there's this, you know, diff- different coaches have different ideas of, hey, do you foul or do you just – play defense and, and see what happens. So apparently UVU's theory idea was to foul up three and, you know, make Southern Utah hit a couple free throws and get a rebound or something. So with four seconds left, a player for Southern Utah goes up for a three and a UVU player, Latre Dart Hard, kind of, kind of fouls him. He, he grabs him by the hips enough to signal to the ref that he's fouling him, but not enough to even affect the shot at all. The shot goes in, they call a foul, they make the free throw with, I don't know, three seconds left, and Utah Valley loses the game with what was an absolutely silly play at the end of the game. So they were a really good team, cost them a chance of going into the tournament. And so for that, Again, I don't know if you guys saw that, but they're my geniuses of the week. I don't know if to blame that on Mark Madsen, who's the coach at UVU, or uh, this Latre Dart and Dart Hart. It, it, it was the player's fault. I mean, he, he got screened, and so he tried to run around the screen, and he, he fouled the guy from behind. Uh, and I mean, listen, Oh, so you did see it. Yeah. I mean, the shot was wild. It was a like a floating three-pointer that he yeah. hit, um, yeah. which I mean, we're talking – that's like a 10%, you know, shot. But – once he once he got screened, he shouldn't have fouled. But in the moment, man, like I, you know, all he's hearing is I, I'm supposed to foul, and so uh, it's it's tough. Yeah. So, anyways, that maybe changed. I was always a pro foul down three. Um, that maybe changed my my theory there a little bit, or my idea a little. Well, bit. Well, you got to so. make sure though. I, I know there's a fine line between the these flagrant ones now and everything, but you got to make sure that 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 shot does not go off. Uh, he would have had a better chance getting a flagrant one or a flagrant two than uh, letting him get the shot off. I mean, at least then you still force him to uh, score a basket. Yeah, I mean, it was you're right. It was the worst of both worlds because it was it was not a lot of contact, but he tried to sell the foul. Like that's why the ref called it. Like he reached yeah. around and kind of like grabbed him from behind. Yeah, man, that was that was that's ugly. a good one, MBG. It might yeah, be your first good one in a while. <laughs> Well, we'll see what America thinks. <laughs> America. I like that. <laughs> All right. Pete, you ain't trying, so. That's going to tie in to exactly what I'm about to talk about. Uh, so go. I'm, I'm going with McNeese, the McNeese State Cowboys. Oh, here we go. And Will Wade. So uh, McNeese State's coming off an 11-23 season. They announced on Sunday – that they had hired former LSU coach Will Wade as their new head coach. As you all know, Wade was fired by LSU after it was alleged, allegation, that he arranged for payments to 11 prospective players. 
Um, yesterday, some of the contract details came out, and Wade's contract includes a five-game suspension to start next season, no off-campus recruiting until August, uh, limits on the number of recruits he can host on official visits, and they hired an additional compliance officer that he has to work with. Here's the thing. If you hire Will Wade, hire Will Wade. Like, let the man cook, right? Like, let him do what he's going to do, which is stuff that maybe you don't want an extra compliance officer around for. And instead, they hamstring him with a, you know, five-game suspension. I guess they're trying to appease the NCAA because I know that investigation is still going on, but it just seems like they're they're trying to walk a line that's kind of dumb. I mean, Wade had a ton of success, you know, playing stuff very – well, I was I just want to say close to the line and over the line in some cases. That's what he's going to do. He's going to do the same stuff, and he's a good coach. But I don't know, man. Just putting all these restrictions in place seems like a, a stupid way to go about it. So that's that's my genius of the week. McLeese State, I love it. Yeah. Joy, nothing about your boy Will Wade. I am. I love Will Wade. I'm a Will Wade stan. Um, I I personally like. I think Will Wade knew what he was getting himself into. He signed the contract. He wanted to get back into coaching, and if this is what he had to do to get back into coaching, then he just did it. Oh yeah, no, I'm not giving him a hard time. I think, I think. smart of McNeese to get ahead of the allegations. I'm also not entirely sure, like how much is really going to come of this entire investigation? It's been going on for years. Nothing's happened. Um, at this point in time, what he did would technically be legal now. So I think that there's just a lot of fans, but I also think like we need to just weigh the school. Like he didn't sign a contract at some major, you know, insanely impressive university. Like he's at McNeese state for crying out loud. They're in the Southland conference. Like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. No, listen, I think we're, we're on the same side for once. I'm, I'm saying let the man cook. Like, no, I agree with you, but I also think McNeese, like, they don't have – they're not a school that has a ton to lose. So, they're like, we're not going to – nothing to lose. Right. <laughs> so, this I just – This is a win-win for them. Yeah. Like, That's why I'm like, lean it. I guess I want them to lean into it. You know what I mean? Just like, they're, we hire They're not lean. that kind of like school, though, I don't think. Like, they're just like, they are now. The radar, <laughs> or chill. Well, they only are because everyone's making a big deal about it. I don't think it's that big. Well, it's I like I, when Iona hired Patino, and then somebody's going to hire Patino to, again. Yeah. A big, big five school yep. is going to hire Patino here in a, in a, Absolutely. a week. All right. So we'll line them up this week, MBG. Godspeed, my friend. I hope I hope you get a win. Hopefully there's no shenanigans. All right, before we start in this week's message board post, we want to give a quick shout-out to CFB Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. We're also doing another T-shirt giveaway this week with Saturday's Count. You can find their merch at saturdayscount.com. The first person to log in with the promo code MBG after the podcast drops on Friday can win a shirt from the school of your choice. Remember, there's only so many Saturdays. Make them count. All right, so MBG, I know you've got some posts lined up for us this week. I also know that you're under the weather, so you're playing injured. So you might need someone to step in at some point, but I know you're going to try and tough it out and get through the posts here. So what do you got for us? All right. Well, my first one, I might be giving some Casey some ideas here. Um, we got a post from, from Rutgers, but Rutgers seemed to be kind of in the same boat as Clemson was in and that uh, they felt like they got kind of ripped off by the selection committee. They felt like they should have been uh, 
in the tournament and they were not. Um, and so there was a, a poster there. And I think we may have had this gentleman's post uh, before. Um, his name is Rutgers Al. And he says, can we sue the NCAA? He says, he's got a list of bullet points here of, of things he wants to do. He says, season ticket holders have standing, I think. File a class action lawsuit and invite Rutgers to join. File an emergency injunction, injunction to postpone the tournament until our case is resolved. Subpoena the minutes that went into the deliberations that determined who included who was included and why. The NCAA process is arbitrary, capricious, and unfair because lesser teams were chosen ahead of us. Most impartial bracketologists had Rutgers in the tournament. The NCAA improperly considered a recent injury to a player and our recent swoon as reasons to exclude us. Ask the court to add Rutgers to the tournament. Now, I know that between the four of us, we've got about 40 years of legal experience. So, That's right. Make it known, MBG. Have you found I'm an injunction recently, MBG? You know what? I don't know that in my career if I've ever actually filed uh, an injunction. So I might not be um, one to speak on that. Um, it's I don't think I would file one in this case either. Yeah. I mean, the standard, isn't it? It's like irreparable harm. Um, it's like a, like a four-step analysis. Like the harm has to outweigh the ha potential harm to the opposing party. Like it can't be adverse to the public interest. And then there's something else. Oh, the, it's something about how likely you are to prevail on the merits, which is where even if they had a good argument on the first three, I, I, <laughs> I don't, I think their case probably falls apart on the fourth criterion there. That's what I was going to say. Who's <laughs> you, you know where I think their argument probably <laughs> fell apart. You're in, you're in my legal analysis. Always. We're right here, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> you know where I think their argument probably fell apart. Where's that? Uh, last night when they lost to Hofstra <laughs> in the first round of the NIT. <laughs> Wait. I mean, can you imagine filing a temporary injunction? Somehow you get the court to, to suspend the tournament. The tournament's delayed, and then you go out and lose to Hofstra in the first round of the NIT. I mean, I've had some bad clients before. You know, sometimes you walk in and you got a bad client, and you just got to do your best. I don't know if I don't know if I want to argue on behalf of Rutgers after watching them lose at home to Hofstra. Yeah. <laughs> What's the problem with losing first round NIT games? <laughs> See, right. For Clemson, I would say it doesn't undercut their argument, right? Just because I love you, Casey. We're not suing anybody, so don't worry about us. <laughs> Clemson, I mean, Casey, at least you made the NIT. <laughs> now, Casey, you say that, but the, I had a post from TigerNet, Clemson board was very similar to this one who they wanted to sue the NCAA for discriminatory practices for well, that I could get on board with against <laughs> Clemson for not being of what where do I sign <laughs> it was actually Casey <laughs> what's this word injunction injunction yeah. what was that word let's do it Casey did appear as though he's been doing some research on the some legal research on this. So, <laughs> <laughs> case. 
So my, did you guys actually read this thread on the Rutgers board? Some of it. The, my favorite part was there were at least three different people who were like, shut up, Al. This is going to end up on board geniuses. Like they were so, <laughs> they were Congrats, so Al. worried. You make us look bad. We're going to end up on that stupid site. <laughs> no, this doesn't make him look bad at all. I mean, this this guy, I mean, he's got a legitimate uh, argument here. He's using words like arbitrary, capricious, and unfair. I mean, if those aren't lawyerly uh, words, I don't know what are. I mean, if someone comes to you and starts talking about something being arbitrary and capricious, you automatically think they know what they're talking about, right? Oh, yeah. Right up. I don't until even know he's... what those words mean. So absolutely, <laughs> his his argument um, fell apart a little when he said the NCAA improperly considered recent injury, which is fine, and our recent swoon. So I, I mean, I think considering a swoon, you know, a run of bad play is probably part of the reason why they missed it. I would say that was an appropriate <laughs> thing to take into consideration, probably. So uh, if it you were be... the opposing counsel, you'd probably advise that they uh, go through with this so that you can <laughs> bank some cash. Yeah, MBG and I like to see arguments like this when we're on the other side. There's no question about that. <laughs> it makes your job a little easier. Sometimes, yeah, you, sometimes you don't even have to say anything. You just sit back and... Like, oh, the judge is going to be pissed. Yeah, let me yeah. just sit here and watch. Yeah, this, this would be one of those instances. <laughs> those are the best. This is a law podcast now, MBG. It is. I mean, like I said, there's 40 years between the four of us. So uh, I was going to say, yeah, those are the best. <laughs> so we've got Rutgers who's mad that they got left out of the tournament. Now I've got another post here from Kentucky fans who appear to be mad that they're in the tournament. <laughs> from Rupp Rafters. Um, and, you know, Kentucky fans, they are not happy with John Calipari. They want, they just want Calipari gone for some reason. Apparently they want Billy Gillespie back. I don't know. But they don't want Coach Cal anymore. And so I think there's some concern on there and that Coach Cal might make a run in the tournament and that might uh, prolong his tenure at Kentucky. So this guy, the cat fan forever, says, can we decline the NCAA tournament bid? That way we can avoid further embarrassment. Be fine by me. I'm done with this bunch, says another guy. So I guess um, the St. Peter's loss last year maybe left a bad taste in their mouth. Um, they don't want to be embarrassed again um, in the NCAA tournament, so maybe they just want to stay home. Well, that's logical thinking. I mean, I'm guessing Rutgers or Clemson would have taken their spot, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, Kentucky's just – I looked at the numbers, 21-11, third in the SEC, which is – that's SEC probably considered the second-best conference this year. This year, yeah. They're, they're a sixth seed. They made the championship game as an eight seed in 2014. So, apparently, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of schools who would be all right with that, being in the tournament, being a sixth seed. And, frankly, they're probably overseeded a little bit. I mean, they got – you know, Texas A&M, I think, is a seven. You know, Texas A&M closed the year out pretty well. So, I don't know, man. It's it's Kentucky. There, None of us uh, go to blue blood uh, basketball schools, so maybe we don't understand the concept of turning down a NCAA attorney invitation. But I, I mean, 
He's talking like they get knocked out in the first round every year. I think last year was the first time that's happened in, well. I think it was the first time Calipari had ever lost in the first round. And that's a good old run. Wasn't it St. Peter's? Didn't they, isn't that who yeah. they lost yeah. to? Yeah. And yeah. they went to, what, the Elite Eight last year? Yeah. It's not like they were uh, just a one and done, right? No, yeah. they were great. Yeah, so I, I don't know what he's talking about, but um, like I said, I'm guessing there are plenty of teams that would take Kentucky's spot. Um so maybe you guys should have talked to them, Casey, about a little switcheroo. <laughs> Had I seen this message board post a week ago, I would have definitely done it. I would have at least, you know, tried to file an injunction or something with them. MBG is using legal terms again, like switcheroo. So I think that's exactly what. <laughs> They're matched up with Providence on Friday. That's a, that's a good matchup. They've got yeah. a good draw. If you look at their, I mean, they could yeah. easily make a run. They in this and they still have Oscar Shibe, Shibwe. He's mm-hmm. a stud. He was a national player of the year, I think, yeah. last year. Like they're, they're still talented. No, they've had, they've had point- not participated. Like a March Madness without Kentucky sounds like a beautiful thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you pretty much had that last year. I mean, they were only in there. Yeah, for I know. Minutes. It was gorgeous. Right. <laughs> no, but they played good at Spurs throughout the year. I think yeah. they, they had they had a bad spot like what midway through the year, right? They lost to mm-hmm. South Carolina, I think. And oh, who does that? <laughs> That's true. That was one of your one of your bad losses. I forgot about that. <laughs> In two sports. My bad. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Three I mean, you sports. Did, yeah, you did say today that all South Carolina grads smell like garbage. Just, just I just want to throw that out there. So, you know, that, that was hot the, garbage. Yeah, like, garbage. Like beautiful, beautiful garbage. <laughs> Wonderfully smelling garbage. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> Save that for a little bit, Casey. Hang on to that hot garbage comment for a minute. <laughs> so I got another one here. This is from a Florida State board, uh, the war chant. And Florida State, um, I think a little bit like Clemson, I think they're getting a little restless in the ACC. And they they want out. At least their fans want out of the ACC. Uh, whether or not that's logistically possible, I don't know. Um, but they want out. So this poster, FSU Oktoberfest, has an idea. He says, go independent in football. Why not consider going independent in football like Notre Dame? Our national brand could support it. Imagine if we could get our own TV contract like Notre Dame with NBC. No sharing with anyone. All revenue is ours. Think big. Don't follow the sheep. So what do you think, Florida State, independent in football? See ya. (laughs) Say la vie. Bye. Is the Florida State brand that? I mean, maybe I I just don't know. Are they anywhere close like Notre Dame? This guy is dating himself in just his post alone. This guy's got to be a thirty-five to forty-five year old dude who is who's never left the state of Florida. Who's probably (laughs) never left Tallahassee. I was trying to think of the county, but I couldn't off the top of my head. But yeah, this guy. I mean, come on. They're, they just because they're preseason ranked top ten and they had a really good run at the end of the last season, like they're not back quite yet. Do it two years in a row. Yeah, they're pulling a Texas right now yeah. of like, oh, we're back to relevance, and like in all actuality, like yeah, you had a good year in comparison to the last ten years you've had prior to that, or since Jimbo left. But you're okay. not. 
you're really not back yet. So please calm down. No, they have four losing seasons in a row before last year, right? I mean, that's like, what are they complaining about? And by the way, dominant, but they're not Miami either. Right. Right. Year over year. Yeah, perennially. And I'm not sure they appreciate how difficult the life of an independent is. I mean, Notre Dame had all these built-in rivalries and already, you know, schedules with teams that they've had for years. But if you're Florida State, if you go independent, how are you going to put together a schedule? Who are you going to play in October and November? Who are you going to play? Notre Dame has an affiliation with the conference, right? I mean, we've let them jerk us around and not be a member, but that's where a lot of their scheduling comes from. You're right. Who's Florida State going to play? Liberty played New Mexico twice. A couple years ago, (laughs) that's who they're going to end up playing. I mean, they can't even rely on BYU anymore. I mean, BYU's not independent in the regular season. So, you know, I don't think he really thought through this. Um, And that's putting aside the whole grant of rights thing, which we don't even need to get into. But there's a reason that everyone talks about why the ACC is in trouble, right? You can't just, you don't get to just walk away (laughs) from the grant of rights with no repercussions. It's not how it's going to work. But I would say they they can go, and it's more money for the rest of the conference, and it yeah, might I mean, actually help the TV FSU. deal. Yeah I, yeah, I don't care about FSU at all, to be honest. Like, we brought them in to prop up football. They did it for a number of years, but, like, they haven't done it for a long time. So, Don't they lead off with LSU next year again, Joy? Yes. Where's it's, that game at? It's in, no. it's in Florida. I think it's in Orlando. It'll be right. a good game. Like I'm not, I'm not, like I'm not this complete Florida State hater. I think it'll be a good game. Their quarterback's coming back. They didn't lose a lot of players. Um, they hit the portal well. They hit the portal well. Not as good as LSU, but well. I mean, Brian Kelly is a better coach. But I think it'll be a good game. But again, I still don't think they're back. I think they need to be. I'm I'm rolling with David Pollock's quote that he said on game day one Saturday this year. And I'm until we are talking about you on Tuesday nights and you are someone who's got a hand in the way the college football playoff landscape is panning out, you're not back. So when Florida State and what they're doing matters in the playoff scope, then they can be back. But until then, they're still not and won't I don't foresee them being back anytime soon. Especially if they leave the ACC. Yeah, Jordan Travis is good, but I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They may have a special year this year, but we'll see. I'll be wearing all of my LSU gear. They're going to get screwed. They're going to lose week one. I I think Clemson beats them too, but that's bias. So leave FSU. That's what the point of my story. (laughs) Yeah, go get out. More money for the rest of us, and no one likes you. That's it. What's Petty, next, Casey. Petty Casey's my favorite Casey. <laughs> well, speaking of being back, I've got a post from the Miami board. And in case you haven't seen, we talked about this. I mean, Miami is back. So and I've got this post that I found today on the Miami board that I thought was funny. And they think everyone's against them. And it says, everyone is against Miami, you asshat. Check the news lately. We're the first team in the NIL era to get probation, all because of a supposed home-cooked dinner. How much more evidence do you need? As far as Reese Davis goes, not only is he the head man of ESPN College Football, but he's also a Bama alum. 
And who's been unstoppable for nearly 20 years now? So apparently this guy thinks that Reese Davis <laughs> is actually the mastermind behind the Alabama uh, dynasty. He's the for puppet 20 master. years, apparently. Yeah. Makes so much sense. Doesn't so, it, though? I mean... I, I didn't realize Reese was running things. I, I love what set this guy off was the, the embedded post that he was responding to says, I feel this board has a massive inferiority complex and complains about everything, feeling everything and everyone is against Miami. And his response is basically <laughs> everyone and everything is against Miami. <laughs> also, I mean, you got hit with an NIL infraction because y'all were so blatant about it. Like you just aired it out for the whole world to see. It's not like y'all were just like, doing things like everyone else is doing things right john ruiz guy that's at the forefront of it for miami has his son and him him, that we're all doing those miami spaces and talking about taking everybody to dinner like he wasn't even cool about it right Right. he's they are flaunting what they're doing and then they like get upset that someone calls them out about it it is mind-boggling to me i think this is almost the nca saying like we're gonna get you for the dinner you chill out on the rest of the. It was stuff. like a slap on the wrist for the like the yeah. Cavender twins, yes. right? The two women's basketball players, right? It wasn't yes. even. It's not like they got a big sanction for it. No, it, it was basically Nothing. stop being an idiot, right? I mean, that was before we really hammer you. I yeah, mean, it if was, we're it was, gonna, if you're gonna go have dinner with um, players before they come to school, maybe don't post about it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. That, um, that's what, exactly. That's literally what they said. Did I was a big fan of the ass hat though, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Funny. Did uh did y'all hear the parody song about John Ruiz? Uh, oh, but I'm so sick of hearing about this man. He is literally so irrelevant in my life and in pretty much all of our lives. But based on the way <laughs> people talk about him, you would think that he was the president of the NCAA. I'm so sick of hearing about him. If I never hear his name again, I'd be okay. You would you would dig the song though. It's to what the Doobie Brothers, right? What a fool believes. Did you guys hear it or not? It's it's, it's Levitar. Didn't Levitar do it? It's Levitar. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the best. It, it's like up there with any Weird Al <laughs> parody song. It's fantastic. Oh, and they were upset about that. They are upset at Dan Levitar for that song. Yeah, well, because he threatens to sue everyone about everything. Like every time he gets up, Ruiz does right. He threatens to uh-huh. sue every time somebody talks about him on Twitter, which is hilarious. Did he say he was suing the NCAA or something? Oh, yeah. Maybe Rutgers can call him and figure Ooh. out like how it's all done. Ruiz and Elon Musk together. I mean, that's an unbeatable combination what, right there. Right? But how, what number would Ruiz, the Ruiz guy, wear on the back? <laughs> 68 or one of the numbers of the Cavender twins. That's right. That's right. Well, I don't know if they could defeat Reese Davis, though. I mean, <laughs> He's, he's, he's the, the mastermind behind this whole thing, and he's not. He's gonna the, what do you call it in like a video game? The final, the final uh, boss. Yeah, boss. the final boss. That's what, <laughs> you got to defeat Reese Davis. <laughs> I, I would. Go, I would have gone with like Lee Corso, you know, the, as it's the like, puppet master. Right. It's like those old Scooby Doo. Those old Scooby Doo's where they're trying to find the villain, and they finally find him, and he pulls his mask. I was like, some guy you never expected. <laughs> it's Reese Davis. That's what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> well, that's what I. That's what I'm. That is what I'm saying. They act like Reese is like the Wizard of Oz, like behind right. the curtain. Right. <laughs> Look, just pull the strings. Yeah, pulling the strings. I'm like, yeah, it couldn't be that Nick Saban's just the goat. 
Couldn't be that. I mean, I didn't know Reese Davis was a Bama guy. So, I mean, that's, that's how unobvious it was to me. Yeah, same. I didn't know that either. Wait, you're saying that Reese Davis isn't biased? <laughs> it didn't seem to be, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be looking. I must Real be hard. Another ass- a little closer. Yeah. I must be another asshat, Casey. <laughs> I think we all have all right. some asshat deep inside. <laughs> all right, we I got one last post that I'm pretty excited about. <laughs> but I've got to qualify this by saying that I've made an agreement with Joy that I am not going to violate. Okay. And I am not going to refer to LSU as corn dogs. I will call them LSU. And that's the agreement. And I'm gonna stand I'm gonna stand by it. So I'm out of my word. The most lawyerly way to get around an agreement I've ever heard. That was well done. <laughs> so this was actually on an Auburn board. And this guy, drunken poet, says, Help. So my daughter has announced she is in a relationship with the LSU guy, and I can't get my head around a corn dog being around all the time. <laughs> Any bunker of wisdom would be appreciated. Is the bunker the bunker is the Auburn site, right? Right. So he's looking for wisdom from his fellow bunker posters about um, being able to deal with an LSU guy around the house. And um so I guess my question to you is, as, as a parent, is there any um, anyone that your son or daughter could bring, bring home that would put you in the same position that you wouldn't know how to deal with? I'm going to go outside. When, when my time comes, I'm going to go outside the obvious. I'll go yeah. first. I mean, I'll, I'll let you guys guess what, what mine will probably be. I'm going to guess a Duke. <laughs> yeah. This is all you need to know. My wife and I have known each other for 38 years. The meanest thing she's ever done to me was when our daughter was two. She got a video of her all like dressed up in this cute little outfit, looking into the camera and saying, Daddy, when I grow up, I want to go to Duke. And then emailed (laughs) it to me. (laughs) And I still haven't gotten over it. So. Yeah, that's I. I would have a hard, much harder time with that than I would like Virginia Tech or something. You don't want her bringing home some Duke frat guy? No, God, no. Yeah, that just gave me a chill. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to go off the record or off the rails a little bit here and say Kent State. I don't want my kid bringing home anybody from Kent State or Toledo or any of the Ohio Mac schools because they're all Ohio State fans. And Ohio, they didn't go there, but they're all Ohio State fans. And they all want to tell you about how good they are, even though they're one in three all-time versus Clemson. I didn't expect that one, Casey. That's a good one, Casey. My son likes to read off all the. He says he's rooting. He's five. He he's rooting for all the teams that are winning on the screen. Like Daddy, who's the blue team? Duke. Okay, they're winning. I'm rooting for Duke. And his little friend across the street says he he's an Ohio State fan. So he always says he's got my son doing the O H I O thing. Oh, uh-uh. and, I, and I say Ryan, you like winning teams. Ohio State doesn't win. <laughs> and he's dumbfounded. Anyway. But... <laughs> Well, they never lose, though, Casey, right? 
That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Only referees. So I say you got to root against the referees. Uh, Joy, I th- I'm I, I'm pretty sure I know yours. I don't think you do. <laughs> Try I'm going to go with like any school that's like in like the northwest corridor of the country, um, because I just don't think they like really appreciate football the way that it should be appreciated. So probably them, but a close second would be the cult that is Texas. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Close second. Yeah, I saw your so, TikTok about Pac-12 guys. So. Yeah, some guy tried to ask me out, and I said, we started talking about football, and then he said, well, you know the best college football conference is the Pac-12. I said, immediately <laughs> no. Immediately no. We are done. Have a good day. Goodbye. So, um, but do you have any advice for this Auburn fan, though, on how to deal with an LSU guy. I have a piece of advice for the guy. Run. Break up with her and run. No no um, tips for the father-in-law? Yeah. Raise your daughter not to be an Auburn fan. <laughs> How about that's that? Good. I like that's that advice. Tip. Like, that's a tip. Raise your daughter to be a fan of a winning school. What I didn't understand was the part in the poster says I can't get my head around a corn dog being around all the time. Anybody have any? MBG, read it one more time so you can refer to (laughs) with your legal jargon. I know what you're doing. I might not know all the definitions of injunction and all these big words that you use, but I do know what you're doing because I'm not an idiot. Can I? I have something to add here on your behalf, MBG. (laughs) Of course you do. (laughs) So. I did some research. No. Do you know where the corn dog thing originated? Uh, I, I'm not sure. On the Auburn message board. Back in 2006, this guy wrote, I found the post. It's like a 1,200-word post Whoa. on LSU fans and corn dogs. That's so a lot just, of words. I have a very small excerpt here that I'll read to you just to give you the flavor of it. Enjoy. You don't have to listen to this part if you don't want. This is not. Uh, this is what I wish this was video. Is what the eye, the eye roll. I that I just not to give Casey anything to bleep out, but this is a load of. <laughs> this is. And these are my words. Use the beep these, again. The, these are the words of of a an Auburn fan. So he says, he starts off LSU fans. Smell just like corn dogs. Yes, it is often said, but so, so true. I've never told them that to their face, though. They're, this is something better said at internet distances. Even now, I am afraid. I'm afraid that they'll know I said it. I'll walk past an LSU fan someday, and he'll see that look in my eye that gives it away, that look that says, gee, what is that smell? Is it corn dogs? The next thing you know, I'll have flat tires on my car. The corn dog smell is so overwhelming, it makes it hard for you to think about football or baseball or whatever else. Your brain wanders into corn dog topics like, gee, I wonder if I took a bite of your finger, if it would taste just like a corn dog. <laughs> or is this a real person? Or is it a giant corn dog trying to make me think it's a real person? Or what did that giant corn dog just say? Excuse me, mister. Why is it that you smell just exactly like corn dogs smell? So it was that, but 1,200 words. <laughs> That's like... That's like not twenty percent of the post. So that I that's the origin story of the corn dog thing. All I learned from that post is that 
they came up with the worst excuse I've ever heard as to why they can't come to Baton Rouge and win. And it's because all you can think about is corn dogs. You don't want to address the fact that your teams suck and the teams that you bring, regardless of the sport, I appreciate that he pointed that out because we'll kick your butt in football, baseball, mm-hmm. softball, like literally anything. Um, that's that's what they had to come up with. Oh, Auburn. I really I, hope you Freeze does it for y'all because y'all really need to help. I like corn dogs. I, I was just going to say – but I, I, I like bourbon, okay? Not corn dogs. Let's just. But this is this is good for our. This is great for our podcast, right? This is the power of message boards. It's, it's created this legend. Yeah, just it's just one guy probably making this up out of thin air. Completely posting it, posting it on a message board. It just totally takes off. Where was Fast Chad in two thousand six? <laughs> By the way, MPG, I love you say. Probably making it up out of thin air. Like, there's a chance they do smell like corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a, there's a small chance this is accurate, but no, it, it's this is great. It's like you've been to Baton Rouge, been to an LSU game. I have been. I have I not been to a game. I did not smell corn dog. Thank you. I didn't I did either. Smell corn dog. Thank you. I had a wonderful delicacy. At one of the downtown establishments, it was delicious. But this, my that's anecdotal for me. I've only been one time. I mean, maybe I, and to be fair, I only sat around Utah State fans. Yeah, did you there. sit in I the student section? Because I would think that's I, where you concentrated, probably, right? So I can't, I mean, I'd have to go back and sit amongst the LSU faithful. Um, do you think so they maybe, like. Is it like Disney where they where they just spray that smell just to show that opposing fans are trying to be like, hmm, I wonder if I can bite his finger or Casey, wow, you're smoothing my back here. Where's I the local ketchup? I'm, like, I'm saying, I'm saying this is like EMP stuff. Yeah, it's like a, is it like a lotion or something? I think it's brilliant. Brilliant <laughs> play by the LSU Athletic go. Department. <laughs> are you saying... I'm glad you didn't make the tournament. <laughs> are you saying there's like some overzealous hot dog vendor that was in there spraying like yeah, hot dogs sent maybe. around? <laughs> trying, to, trying to beef up some sales? Personally, I think they're delicious. We don't even <laughs> that's the but that's the brilliance of it then there's no explanation for the smell that's I'm what he's saying, saying lsu athletic department's playing chess 3d chess <laughs> with all due oh. respect we had i think was it less our coach in 2006 we had bigger issues than trying to make them he definitely smells i'm not saying of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah listen Corn dog is better than whatever less smelled like. So I, mean, <laughs> I don't even have words right now. I'm so worked up that I can't even. I mean, <laughs> that corn dog smell was a win. <laughs> it's better than Joy, garbage. I, I, I'm going to try to save uh, the relationship here. I enjoyed my trip to Baton Rouge. It was fantastic. The campus was beautiful. The people were friendly and nice, and I did not notice any corn dog scent. Yeah, you also crap talked to me while I wasn't here last week. So <laughs> a lot of making up to do. That one sentence ain't gonna do it. But it helped, right? No. It's a step in the right direction. Incorrect. <laughs> You're gonna have to swim across the Mississippi River over here to renew this friendship. Oh, all right. Good stuff. Clemson's right. gonna make the tournament before this relationship's reached. <laughs> Damn, that's a long time. 
All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of the MBG Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers. Uh